Let's do it. Welcome. Happy Tuesday. Beamer in for Bauer Lee. Just today, here on News Radio 930 WBEN. Hoping uh, Tom's appointment and everything is going well. Saw him. Uh, he talked about that yesterday uh, on the show. And um, hope everything is going well. We look forward to having him back in this chair tomorrow at 2 o'clock. Um, but I'll be here with you for the next four hours. And I hope at least entertain, get your mind thinking. And, you know, I'm going to say this before we even set up topics. If I say something that angers you, that you disagree with, that you want to debate, don't just yell at your radio. Pick up your phone and yell into your phone and we'll have a nice conversation. So, uh, you know, instead of, you know, where no one can hear how upset you are with what I'm saying, share it with the world. So many people do. Um, before we get to the topic, I have to say, uh, what David ended the show on, um, I thought the same thing. When I saw that story today in the New York Post about uh, the Boston University uh, lab that created a COVID uh, strain that's you know 80% uh, fatal or, or whatever the numbers were, I'm thinking, well, why did they come up with that? Why, why do that? that? That seems completely unnecessary and, in my opinion, irresponsible. But, again, this is coming from someone who did not do well in science or math classes, so maybe I'll just uh, leave that to the, to the uh, experts. But I had the same thought. Wait a minute, we're doing what again? We, we haven't learned our lesson? We're now making these viruses? Hey, we made a, a more contagious, a more lethal strain of COVID. Why? I, I, and I, I thought the, the end of the show with Ian and David going back and forth, I mean, that's great radio. I don't care what anyone says. That is great radio. And, um, but I, I agree with David. I, what are we gaining from this? I, I just, I don't, I don't see it. But again, I don't know science. Uh, but that's my opinion. I, I, I thought that when I saw the uh, saw the article this morning. I saw another article this morning, and this is something that uh, I have a feeling our audience will be split on the topic I'm going to do here. And I also have a feeling that the people who disagree with me, um, uh, they will let me know. <laughs> um, but I saw this. I saw a couple of articles on this this morning, and I thought, well, there's no way we can't talk about this. And it is Social Security. Yes, Social Security. It's in the news. As you know, if you are collecting uh, Social Security, you're going to get a little bit of an increase uh, in your Social Security. But what does that mean for everyone else? What does that mean for those of us not collecting Social Security? And is Social Security actually going to be here when my generation retires? And if it's going to be there for my generation, will it be there when Josh's generation retires? Mm. There's a lot of questions with Social Security. And it's, it's something that has been talked about for decades, right? I'm 34. I've heard Social Security talk since I was in middle school. Well, that's because I was a nerd that was following the news when I was in middle school. But there's always been this question. You know, I mean, people are living longer than when Social Security was put in place. That's a fact. You know, Social Security, and I know a lot of people 
Um, they retire. They start collecting Social Security. It's something they've paid into. Yes, it is money that you paid into and you're getting back. I, I am I am not saying that the people collecting Social Security now shouldn't be collecting it. But I'm asking, is this a sustainable program for the next generation, for the next two generations? Will Social Security still be, I'm sorry, let me backtrack. Will Social Security make sense in 40 years? Because with those checks going up, guess what else is probably going to go up? Taxes. So, as someone who pays into Social Security, right? We all do. If you work, we all do. I am asking you a question that I think there are rational answers to, and I don't think there is a, there's a wrong answer to. But I'm going to set up what I think should be done with Social Security. And I would like those of you who disagree with me, those of you who have experienced Social Security, those of you who just have an opinion on this, call in 803-0930, star 930. But, you know, so today i scrolling all around and I see here's how much Social Security checks are increasing in 2023. That's the first one I go on. I go, that's nice. As someone who knows people uh, on Social Security, that's nice. The checks are going up. But then I go to Bloomberg. I didn't go to Bloomberg. I, uh, <laughs> I put um, the story in and Bloomberg popped up. And I see that while Social Security checks are going up, so are your taxes. That in uh, a, a Bloomberg article yesterday. Social Security benefits increase in 2023 may need tax raises to fund it. Social Security increase, biggest cost of, lift, uh, of living adjustment since 1981. So here's what I thought. And again, I, I never claim to be the smartest person in the world, but I am someone who takes in a lot of news. I work in news radio. I take in a lot of news. Um, my thoughts on Social Security is we can't take it away from those who are collecting Social Security now. We really can't take it away from those who are going to retire in the next 15, 10 or 15 years. That wouldn't be fair. But I do think there needs to be a cutoff age. And we tell if you are under this age, you'll get a little bit of a rebate check for what you've already paid in. But then you're responsible for yourself. You won't be paying into the program because those who have paid into the program, well, of course, you paid into the program to have Social Security when you retire. And that money should be there for you. I am not suggesting getting rid of Social Security for anyone who's paid into it over the age of 40. Okay, let me throw that out there. But I think if we look realistically at the program, I do think eventually we're going to have to say, because if we don't have a plan in place, if we don't have a plan in place, my opinion is we will, someone will lose out. If we don't have a plan in place to fix Social Security, someone who's paying into it will lose out. So my plan would be to pick, it, pick an age and have a certain age group stop paying into it. 
it would also mean that you're responsible for saving your retirement. You're responsible for establishing a 401k. You know the money that's going into Social Security now? Maybe you take that money and put it into your 401k. But from what I read, from what I know, it doesn't look like the most sustainable program 40 years from now. What do you think? 803-0930, star 930. And for those of you who are retired or heading toward retirement, do you, are you planning on depending on Social Security? Let me tell you, if I was retiring, uh, I would be depending on Social Security. So I'm a bit of a hypocrite. Or do you have a 401k set up? Do you have a retirement savings? What is your retirement plan and how does Social Security play into that? Also, 65 is the age that you can start collecting Social Security. Did you work past that? Did you retire before that? How did that work out for you? 803-0930, star 930 is the number. And I'm also looking for suggestions on your own retirement, your 401k, some kind of plan to have money when you retire, how to handle that. Um, Because if you're 34, like I am, you probably should already have some type of, you should already start, you should already be feeding into some type of retirement program, I would, I would assume, right? 803-0930, star930 is the number. And I think this is a great call to uh, start off on John in East Aurora, who used to work for the Social Security Association. John, thank you for calling in. Yes, uh, I wanted to say that the Social Security Fund is self-funding and it's actually sustainable pretty much forever. Unless the government raids it and uses it like a sludge fund, which is what they've been doing. So the Social Security system would not be be facing default if the government didn't raid it for other uh, uses. So, John, how do we go back to that? If the fund itself is self-sustainable, and now I'm reading articles where taxes are going to go up because of the increased checks, how do we get back to, to only using the Social Security fund for Social Security? Well, that's what you'd have to do. The, the politicians would have to have the uh, the will and the desire to pass laws where other uses for Social Security would be taken off the books and all the money that people pay into it would go back to the people. Um, under, you know, the way the government operates these days, I don't, I don't see that happening. But uh, they got a quick dip in their hand into the system. That's all that needs to happen. So, John, so from what you saw working at the Social Security Association, it wasn't the program. It was politicians abusing the program. How long would you say that's been going on for? Is that something that's been going on for decades? It's been going on for about 40 years. And um, Social Security, when it started out, was very, uh, like I said, it was very uh, self-funding. and actually had a surplus most years. And then the government started hitting Wow. Well, so like most things, uh, there is a way to fix it, but it's not something that people in charge are going to want to do anytime soon. Yeah, that's out there on Google. If anybody wants to Google it, just Google the Social Security, Social Security Administration and, and you know, ask if it's self-funded or whatever. It's all out there. Um, yeah, I mean, it's a shame what they've done to it. Uh, they use it for, you know, they passed like some laws, like under sort of an emergency situation where they needed money and they just took it out. And they never put it back, and they never reversed the law. So here we are. Hey, John East Aurora, really appreciate that insight to kick things off. Thank you so much. Uh, he opens the line for you at 
888-900-0930. That's the number to get on. Um, we got a lot of text, and we've got calls. Josh is over there getting those calls lined up. We appreciate uh, Josh's work so far today. Diane is in Buffalo. Diane, thanks for calling in. Hi, hey, Joe. Um, I wanted to um, tell you that I think the most you can get on Social Security in a year is $30,000, but the average person only gets around $12,000 a year, you know, depending on how much you made over a lifetime and how much you've worked. And out of that money, you have to pay for Medicare. And, you know, you have to pay the co-pays and everything else. So um, Social Security isn't really giving any, any uh, retirees a lot of money. They're depending maybe on savings and pensions and 401, things like that. But um, the biggest problem is the Medicare That's what's sucking all the money. Um, Like uh, someone has to go in a nursing home. What is it, $17,000 a month for a nursing home plus all their medications and their doctor visits and everything else, or a hip replacement? Those are the things that are killing the taxpayers, the medical, the medical end of it. And, you know, uh, that's what I believe, that they need to do something about the cost of medical and the medical insurance and, and um, you know, don't worry so much about Social Security because, you know, it's, it's not very much. They're not getting much. Right. But, Diane, it, as true as that may be, if, if you were to take that away, that would put a lot of people take in a bad away. place. Take what? The Social Security away? Right. If you were just to take it away tomorrow, that would put a lot of people in a bad position. I th- They're already in a bad position because a lot of people are only living on maybe ten, twelve thousand dollars $12,000 a year. And with the inflation, and they've got to pay rent and utilities and mm-hmm. food, and, you know, they've got to pay for their me- um, medical and things like that. Hey. So they're, they're already in. The higher earners are not crying. They're not complaining they're everything's going good for them but the the people on the bottom they're the ones who are suffering suffering terribly hey diane appreciate the call diane in buffalo opens the line for you let's go to bob in williamsville hey bob thanks for calling in well thank you for having me you know i i think that she's absolutely right people on the bottom uh are, are definitely suffering the most uh, they what, what people forget is that without social security Many of these people would be needlessly dying. That's what happened before. That's what was happening in the Great Depression. And this is one of the reasons why Social Security exists now. And and the beauty of the system, I mean, there's ugly pieces to it, but it it can survive very well for you and for your children, not just for me, but uh, it is sustainable, you know, if, if some pieces need to be tweaked down the road and they very well may uh simply because uh when it was set up uh they did not uh you know have the medications that we have today okay they 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 had a a very very low you know uh longevity rate you know it certainly spiked up there but even though it spiked up there it's very sustainable because some changes have been made and as time goes on, more changes may be made, too. But it's sustainable. It should be there. You know, people uh, people can have it uh, so long as Congress doesn't rate it to balance the budget like they did back in the 90s. You know, they just sucked uh, billions out of it. And if, they, um, if you let your congressmen know that they keep their hands off of this, you will have 
uh, a resource for you when you retire. You know, even if uh, even if you're just being born today, you know, it will be there if people use good judgment. You know, and I, I, I just want you to consider that you, you have a right to be very concerned about many things here. OK, but it's important not to panic and uh, be ready to throw the baby out with the bath, bath water because the baby needs to be cleaned. It doesn't need to be thrown out. And it's it's there for you and it will continue to help. Many people survive, especially workers that really did not make that much during the course of their working life. You know, this is uh, important for a lot of people. It's critical for people to start retirement planning as early as they can. If you can build a 401k, do it. If you can save, do it. If you can invest, invest wisely, but do it. You know, the thing is, um, if, if you're in a situation where it is one of the primary or the only source of your retirement income, you are going to be stressed, but you are not necessarily going to die on the streets like people were doing before we had this. You know, people need to have a, a real perspective. They, they need to look at the long term. They need to learn from the past and proceed in a, in a very constructive way in the future. You know, and that's, that's what I see people needing to do, you know, and to bear this in mind as, as we uh, go into the election, you know, um, that sort of thing. People need to um, look at who's going to take care of them because our professional, by and large, our professional politicians look at whoever buys access to them and contributes largely to their campaigns. That's who they see as their boss. They don't see us as their boss. They need to hear from the constituents in overwhelming numbers that Social Security is not to be touched, you know, that it's there for the people. It's one of the few things that actually does help to uh, continue the life of poor people. And it's it's so important. You know, people need to be united in this hey. in protecting one another. Bob Williamsville, appreciate the call. Thank you. He opens the line for you at 803-0930. When we come back, continuing to take your calls, I have another question for you. Why are you still working? And when do you plan on retiring? We'll throw those questions at you. When we come back, it's Beamer in for Bowerly. It is a pleasure to be with you on this Tuesday afternoon on News Radio 930 WBEN. song but um it's what i think a lot of people probably say when they uh retire hey welcome back it's beamer in for who am i filling in for bowerly here on news radio 930 wben thank you for keeping your radios on thank you uh for the calls the text and uh even some of those tweets at the joe beamer it is uh greatly appreciated uh anytime you know and i always say this i know i repeat myself and I say again a lot, I've been told. Uh, but 
As a radio nerd that I am, I know what it's like when the name on the show is not the person hosting, uh, and the first thing you want to do is click that dial somewhere else. I appreciate, um, and I'm thankful that you uh, left your radio on today. We are talking about Social Security. It is in the news. Uh, Social Security checks are increasing in 2023, which is good news for those on Social Security who also have to put up with inflation, just like those of us who are working. Uh, but then there's also stories of possible... Oh, look at that. I pressed uh, I pressed out of that. Uh, there are also of taxes potentially going up, questions if the Social Security system, the way it is now, is sustainable. Now, we've had some, um, some calls in the first segment that really shed some light on that and how Social Security and the money that's sitting there uh, is getting taken out and put into other programs instead of into Social Security, what people are actually paying into. Um, now, I've, I've had this idea for a while of, you know, you can't take Social Security away from those who are collecting. You really can't take it away from those who have paid into it most of their working career. But is there a way that you could pick an age and say, if you are under this age, you get a small rebate check and you stop paying into it. And now retirement is really up to you. Put it into your 401k, put a retirement savings account. Is that a reasonable idea, a realistic idea? Um, or what is a reasonable, a reasonable approach you would have to social security? Then I also wanted to add these two questions. Um, I wanted to add these two questions as well. Um, do you have an age in mind when you would like to retire? And why did you pick that age? Is that age because of the Social Security age of 65? Or are you like me? Now, I'm only 34, so I, I would hope that I'm not thinking about retirement at 34. Uh, but I, you know, I've told my, I've said numerous times, yeah, I'm not going to retire at 65. I'll probably uh, work, but I love what I do. Now, if I'm not doing this in 30 years, I might change my, <laughs> I might change my, um, my approach. Let's hope I'm still doing this in 30 years because I've been told that I'm not really good at anything else, and I've been told I'm not really good at this either. Uh, so, is there an age you have in mind to retire? And if it's before 65. What would bridge you on health insurance, right? Say you're 60, you've got the money saved up, you kind of want to retire, you're, you're kind of done, but you don't have the health insurance. Maybe your significant other doesn't have a plan that you can hop on. Is that keeping you at work? Is there a plan that needs to be put in place for those out there that have saved the money, retired early? and might want um, health insurance to get them to that age of 65. 803-0930, star 930. And I'll also take stories of people who retired early. And, you know, did you make, the, did you make a mistake? Did you want to go back to work? Or are you wishing you retired even earlier? 803-0930, star 930. Talking Social Security on a Tuesday. Howard in Springville has been patient during the break. And, Howard, we appreciate you. Hello? Hello, Howard. Good afternoon. Good afternoon. Um, I'm twice your age, by the way. And I've been drawing Social Security for probably 14 years, at least. But I think we're looking at this the wrong way. I don't think this increase that they just put to us is sustainable because, you know, they cut back on Social Security once back in the, when Reagan was in. 
But if you work for the county or the state, you have a full, I think, believe you get three quarters of your pension. And I think some of the people are able to draw Social Security. Now, I don't know whether they ever paid into it or not, but I think they should go with one or the other. Then they have fully paid for health care. And I had very good health care with the um, company I worked for for over 40 years. And when we changed to the Affordable Care Act, um, my health care, according to the government, didn't uh, uh, didn't meet their standards. So the health care I have now is, in my opinion, substandard. So I think if we looked at cutting back on the government and their uh, lavish lifestyle for the people that retire, maybe Social Security would last a little longer. Yeah. So, so Howard, your idea is to kind of restart the Social Security program. Well, yeah, you have people out here, and I you used an average of I think twelve or thirteen hundred dollars. I know of ladies that worked in our companies here in Western New York, and a lot of them only draw seven or eight hundred dollars on Social Security as it is. To me, that's not even a. a a, a, a sustainable lifestyle. It's it's pretty sad, actually, when you really find out what people are getting and what they aren't getting. Yeah. Hey, Howard in Springville, I appreciate the call. I appreciate you hanging on during the break. Opens the line for you at 803-0930. Scott is on a cell. Hey, Scott. How are you doing? Doing well, Scott. What do you think of uh, Social Security? Well, I've got a couple of issues with it. Um Number one, that they have a maximum amount that you can draw out monthly. It should be whatever you paid into it divided by the length of years they anticipate you living. I mean, why should I not get back what I put into it? Secondly, um, they have a maximum amount that you can earn while you're on Social Security. So if I decide that I want to collect my money that the government took from me, and live a better lifestyle so I keep working, then they start penalizing me and taking some of that money back. I don't understand where the rationale to that is. Yeah, penalizing you for something you paid into. Right. That's that's my money they've had all these years. I'm 58 years old. I've been working since I was 14, nonstop. And... Now they're going to tell me, oh, I'm only allowed so much of that back. And if I want more money to live off of, I get penalized for it. Wow. And then the other issue is um, if I decided, I mean, I I guess there's a, a way to fix a lot of their issues. If I retire, I think it would work if I were to say, okay, I want all that money back in a lump sum, and then I can understand where they would say you have stipulations and laws that you have to follow, where I start to invest that on my own through some certified um, company, and they start investing it, and I start living off of that money, rather than the government using that money, because we all know that they're not very good at it, and you'd probably end up with a much better lifestyle if you had somebody else control it for you. 
Well, Scott, you know, I, I, I have to say I, I agree with your um, comment on earning. The fact that they cap what you can make while collecting money that you paid into. Um, I, I agree with you on that. I do appreciate the call. Scott on a cell opens a line for you at 803-0930. And right now the cap is 19560 Now, I don't know if that will be affected by the increase that people are getting on their checks. Um, but, you know... It is a program that you were told, hey, when you reach 65 and retire, uh, you can start collecting from. Now, if you start, just like with anything in life, if you're making a paycheck and you realize, wow, I, I, I want to be making more. You might say to yourself, I should be making more or I, I want to make more money. I want to bring in more money. And you go and work a part-time job or you, you, you keep yourself busy. The fact that they're going to penalize you on money that you paid into for making money Personally, I think that's ridiculous. As someone who's worked two jobs since they were 19, that to me sounds ridiculous. You know, for a lot of people, keeping a part-time job, staying active is good for their health, good for their mental and good for their physical health. And pretty much what they're telling you that, hey, this program that was set up for you, that you, that you funded, um, we're going to tell you how much you can make. I just, I, I, I don't understand. I think Scott has a point there. I don't agree with that. And for a lot of people, yeah, what you're making just from Social Security isn't really enough. And you want to not only have your 401k, or maybe you don't want to touch your 401k. Maybe you just retired. And you have a plan that you're not going to touch your 401k till you're 70. Because you'll have a part-time job and you'll have your Social Security earnings. Maybe that's your plan. Hey, as long as I have this here, maybe I'll keep the 401k until I'm 70. Now, where I, I, I might have a disagreement with Scott is, you know, hey, in the age they expect you to live. My grandmother's 97. I mean, if we picked an age with Social Security, they, they probably would have, you know, she probably right now would be going, where's that, uh, where's that Social Security money? <laughs> I, I don't know. But Scott does have a point. Um, 803-0930, star 930 is the number. Also want to know, what kept you working? You know, we, we hear these stories of people who, oh my gosh, the last five years were absolutely miserable. I couldn't wait to get out of there. What kept you at your job? Was it the health insurance? Was it the fact that maybe you needed five more years of earnings to have your retirement where you wanted it? Maybe you just wanted to get out of the house every day. Uh, but, but what kept you working? And if, you're, if you worked past the age of 65, maybe that's for love of your job. Maybe, again, maybe you had a plan of where you wanted your retirement savings and it wasn't there when you hit a, a certain age. I can completely understand that. And for, you know, for uh, those of you, like me, still working, do you have an age that you that you know you're going to retire? If that means you have to double what you put into your retirement fund, you have to, you know, maybe the last five years of working, you'll cut down how much you spend on entertainment and things so you can get to that age. I mean, is that age really important to you? You know, I know people who retired at 55 in their late 50s. And yeah, you know, it took more savings, but they did it 
because that was the plan. I don't want to work past this age. I see what my job is doing to me. And what's that experience been like? You know, I've also heard of people who retired in their 40s, and I'd like to know what kind of job they're working. Uh, <laughs> you hear of people who are, who you know, retire really young, really early. Now, you have different fields where, with pensions and everything, retiring at a younger age is easier, right? It's set up so you can retire at a, at a younger age. And maybe that's the benefit of the employer, but then I think you have people who might have the money, but don't retire till 65 because of things like health insurance. And that keeps them there. And would, would Social Security be well off? Or I'm sorry, would, there, would a program to bridge you from retirement to 65 when, Medi- when Medicare uh, kicks in, would that be something that could go with maybe redoing Social Security, and the program altogether. I'd like to hear from you at 803-0930, star 930. The Volkswagen Voucher Park text board is also open at 803-0930. Now, let's go to George, who is on Grand Island. Hey, George, thanks for calling in. Hello. Hey, George. How you doing? So, here's a little tidbit that uh, people get a surprise with. Let's say you uh, uh, saved your money and you got a real nice 401k plan, and then you're forced every year to pull a certain amount of money out to be taxed. And let's say you've got a pension and you get Social Security and you waited to 70 to pull your Social Security to maximize your benefit, which I did in my case, and I do very well on Social Security, by the way. Um, but you get penalized on your Medicare costs if you have a decent uh, 401k plan and you have your your uh, RMDs come out and it it's your tax it's figured on your gross income not your net and all of a sudden you find yourself paying seven hundred dollars a year for Medicare seven hundred dollars a year isn't Medicare another program I, that I you take f- it back I take it back okay correct seven hundred dollars a month oof it's called an Irma. I-R-M-A-A is adjustable based off your income. And if you're single, which I am because I went through a divorce, and there you go. (laughs) So I have to wait because I've waited and worked, made good money, and I've got to wait for two years for my income to drop down so that, well, you know, my Medicare costs will come in line. But in the meantime, I've got to support that. But isn't Medicare something that you also pay into in your working years? Sure you do. Absolutely. Wow. But you you still pay when you retire for it. It's not a freebie. There, it's based on it. It's income based in retirement. And and it wasn't until our wonderful Democrats got together and they started taxing Social Security. So now people are taxed it on their Social Security at eighty five percent. Don't be surprised if it goes to one hundred. That, George, is news to me, and I thought I had done a, a lot of uh, research, but the, the Medicare uh, part of that is news to me. I appreciate the call. I appreciate the insight. George on Grand Island opens the line for you, 803-0930, star 930. Social Security seems to be that thing that 
everyone wants to talk about, but no one wants to talk about at the same time. Do you understand what I mean? I mean, obviously, people like you and me want to talk about it because eventually it's going to affect us or it's currently affecting us. But politicians seem to want to bring it up when it affects them or when it benefits them. But you, it doesn't seem like it's something that they actually want to go forward with. It's a, it's a good buzzword, right? You hear about Social Security a lot in the midterm elections, not so much in the presidential elections. But it's not something that's actually they want to talk about on record. You know, oh, we'll say this. Our plan is this. And then they get in office and that plan, it, that plan went away with term limits. You know, Social Security and term limits somehow disappeared on the on the journey uh, to Congress. I don't I don't know how that happens, uh, but seems to be with our politicians. Eight oh three oh nine thirty star nine thirty. We'll get you on the air. We'll talk about this. I also want to know about you and your plans of retirement. Are you are you to a point if if you're my age or even younger? Can you really depend on Social Security to be there? You know, and this isn't just me saying it. Like I said, Bloomberg did a report on this. Is Social Security sustainable? Social Security uh, increase in checks are going to make taxes, potentially taxes, rise. Taxes go up. And I just want to be clear. I would never say that we need to take Social Security away from those who have paid into it. That, that is not an option, and that is nothing I would ever suggest. But do we need to have a, pan, a plan in place to either completely restructure Social Security or gradually get rid of the program? 803-0930, star 930, gets you on the show. It also gets you on the Volkswagen of Orchard Park text board. Look forward to talking with you after the news. It's Beamer in for Bowerly on News Radio 930, WBEN.